This is where Montana talks. You're listening to Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Uh, So earlier this week when John Jackson was in the studio with us uh, here on Tuesday's Montana Talks, we were talking about uh, how it was all staged, how phony it all was, and how they they staged this whole thing. And the media is now trying to to glorify Joe Biden as if if he's some sort of war hero now. Uh, I mean, just fawning over the guy and how they staged the the air raid sirens and everything how they they perfectly timed the air raid sirens to go off just as joe biden and Zelensky were stepping out of the cathedral in kiev ukraine and i and i made the point that like look joe biden is is safe in kiev uh, he, he's probably safer there than he'd be in the streets of New York City right now, given the massive crime uh, that's taken uh, place in, in this country here in recent years. And and we we pointed out, we played the audio of the CNN reporter who said it himself. He said, yeah, we haven't had these sirens going off for several days now, but uh, the sirens didn't go off until till uh, Biden and Zelensky, uh, you know, walked out. And it's like, oh, huh, interesting. Yeah, and yet here here you had this montage that Tom Elliott put together, uh, very Pravda-like, by the way, as Molly Hemingway pointed out, where the media is just fawning over this, just trying to make Joe Biden look like a hero. Yeah, the guy who kicked actual heroes to the curb, kicked our military uh, uh, troops to the curb. No, they want to make Joe Biden. Biden look like the hero now. Joe Biden has put solidarity ahead of his own personal safety. Air raid sirens and no real guarantee of security. As air raid sirens blared. This was incredibly dramatic, Andrea. It was historic as well. Historic, timely, and brave. Oh, yes. What a hero the guy who kicked actual heroes to the curb is because of the air raid sirens. Uh, you know, uh, when I've been, uh, you know, off on vacation or sometimes gone for my annual military training, we have a great guest host that will fill in from time to time, David Noble. David Noble made a very good point about that conversation earlier in the week. He said, you know, uh, the news reports have now come out. They told Vladimir Putin about the visit ahead of time. Yeah. Our government told the Russian government, hey, guys, hey, heads up. Uh, the president of the United States is going to be on the ground in Kiev. Uh, just a heads up. We want you to know that he's going to be there uh, so that you guys know not to bomb the place while, while Joe Biden is there. They told the Russians he was going to be there. Why? Because they knew it would be more safe if the president of the United States was on the ground. So all of this garbage coverage where they're trying to make this guy look like a hero is just that, complete and utter garbage. All right, we could spend the whole hour talking about some of these national issues, but let's talk Montana news. Let's talk Montana issues. We've got the Speaker of the Montana House, Speaker Matt Regeer, joining us from the Capitol in Helena for our weekly legislative update. We'll start with Speaker Regeer right after this quick break right here on Montana Talks, and uh, and we'll try to uh, sneak in some of your phone calls as well if you've got a quick question. Insurance and Medicare benefits check. As easy as, that's 800-730-8405. 
talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, I've got topics I want to bring up. I've got questions I want to ask. You may, too. 406-294-0970 is the number. If you want to jump in on the conversation here, we've got Speaker of the House Matt Regeer out of Kalispell joining us for the first half hour of the program here with our weekly legislative update. In fact, Mr. Speaker, I'll throw it right to you. Yeah, give us the latest. What are some of the highlights? What's What's been accomplished over the past week since we last caught up with you and or what's in the works right now as we speak hey good morning there and good morning montana thanks for having me on it uh we're only a week away from transmittal so now is the time when everybody's cramming their their bills and i heard one legislator had 11 bill presentations today which is that's a healthy uh that's a healthy session, let alone one day. So uh, we're all uh, we're all in the white water here of uh, of transmittal, and bills are flying around. But a couple few to highlight: uh, um, sir, House Bill uh, five eighty three is Representative Bark Barker out of um, over there by Red Lodge, um, outside of Red Lodge, and he's got uh, revised occupations and education laws for military license reciprocity, and that would allow a military uh, member that moves into the state then if their spouse is say a, a licensed uh, barber or teacher or uh, some sort of licensed professional that is licensed in another state then they'd have reciprocity and and can start working right away in the state i think it uh, was high time that uh, uh, we help out our military families that are moving there that they can assimilate right right into um, right into montana life uh, so that one's going to be heard in state admin. We've also had a couple uh, uh, charter school bills. Uh, Representative Anderson at Great Falls and Representative Benton out of Billings had two different versions of a, of a charter school to give, give parents and, and kids more opportunities and more choice. Um, and uh, hopefully that was heard in education. I know education is going to do some good work there to get uh, uh, to get get those uh, get those moving. Um, we also hearing today on the floor. We've got Representative Mitchell out of Pumpkin Falls. He has uh, prohibiting uh, sexually oriented businesses from allowing minors uh, in during uh, sexually oriented uh, performances. Um, so that'll be heard. I know there'll probably be a, a lot of emotion on the floor, House floor today. Uh, but that's a few of the things that we're dealing with. Like I said, there's it's transmittal, so uh, committees are going like crazy, and legislators are are doing a lot of presenting. Yeah, and transmittal. That's uh, for those who missed our update last week. That's halftime. That's uh, halfway through the session. It's a key deadline. If if stuff doesn't make it through before transmittal, then then they've got to go through extra steps to try to revive it uh, after that and, and to bring it back forward. But also that transmittal break is when a lot of these lawmakers may be back home and, and your opportunity to, to twist their arm and uh, bend their ear in person. I, I like that piece of legislation you talked about for our military families with when it comes to you know. Uh, to licenses uh, and yeah because I remember there was I had some friends in in Butte and they you know they're a military family a veteran family and they knew another military family that moved into Butte and the wife was a teacher and yeah it was like you know the teachers union was trying to block her from having her teacher license recognized and it's like come on this is a, a military family they moved here they you know and and they've sacrificed over the past you know uh, decade two decades plus probably and you're trying to block her from from being able to get a teaching job i mean come on you know it's like it's just yeah. some of these old old good old boy system games just got to be got to be done 
Yeah, and it's just in the nature, too, of military families. I mean, they're so portable that, uh, you know, here for a, a, a short stint and then uh, redeployed or re, uh, uh, repositioned, and uh, that's, uh, that's only... That's only uh, that's only fair for a military family that is has to bounce around like that a lot, and it helps out too. I mean, why would we, especially in this day and age when we're we're looking for workers, why would we put up barriers? Yeah, especially we're looking for teachers. I mean, I think the last I heard from uh, Superintendent of Public Instruction, Elsie Arntzen, we're we're short eight hundred, nine hundred or so teachers across the state. Some school districts have had to bring in teachers from the Philippines and other outside places. So why wouldn't we? You know, so even yeah, it's common sense to support military spouses and license transfer. But there's a host of job categories that the licensure rules in this state are absurd and. And, and it's holding our state back, and, and, and in a free country like America is supposed to be, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, so appreciate Representative Barker to tearing down those obstacles there and making it easy for military families. Yeah. Uh, let's see, about a... Uh, minute or so to go before our next break one thing that i saw i saw uh, there was a news story uh, that featured comments from uh, representative jody etchart out of billings and i gotta say i agree with her i saw that it was a story about how you know i think two million dollars in funding to go towards homeless uh, programs and i think there's homeless programs that work that that could be deserving of this funds but i also agree with representative etchart that sometimes we're throwing money at programs that do like the the rental assistance programs that are being abused that are just encouraging out of state homeless to move here to montana your thoughts yeah and you got to be careful with all uh with that kind of social spending that you're not just to Doing the opposite of encouraging that behavior, making making that uh, uh, making that more prolific. Uh, you're absolutely right. Of uh, what is actually going to what what dollars are going to actually move the needle in the right direction, and not just uh, enable enable it to be become more prolific. So you think that the state house will take a closer look at these homeless programs and not just rubber stamp some of this funding then? Yeah, and, that, and to a bigger picture there on the budget, I mean, we have passed a lot. We got a status sheet that comes out that says kind of a what is, what's already moving forward and how much it's costing, and, and it is tough. That it was one point nine billion dollars of just cat and dog medical professionals. Four zero six two zero one sixty two sixty three QC Kinetics. That's four zero six two zero one sixty two sixty three. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, uh, phone lines are open for you. If you have a quick question or comment uh, for the Speaker of the House, uh, Matt Regeer out of Kalispell, who joins us every Thursday during the legislative session for a weekly legislative update. In fact, uh, let's start there. Let's start with a, a, a quick phone call. Uh, let's see. We got Jason in Polson uh, on the phone lines listening to KJJR. Jason, did you have a quick question or comment? Yes, good morning, Aaron and Matt. I, first of all, wanted to thank you for all of your work that you're doing to, to keep Montana what it has been and what it needs to be. My question is for Matt is, is there any legislation or any bills that have been or been talked about that talk about protecting informed consent when it comes to medical risk-taking? 
still kind of tied in with the, with the debates over the the COVID va- uh, jab in particular, uh, right? Is that kind of where that's coming from, Jason? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's yes. All right, great, Jason. Thanks for the call, Speaker Regeer. Your thoughts? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Appreciate that. We've got uh, a bill that just passed out of House Judiciary. It's going to come to the floor here in the next few days. Uh, um, and that is House Bill 376 by Representative Gillette out of uh, Belgrade. And uh, it's a patient bill of rights. And it is a long list of, uh, I think, coming out of that COVID of seeing where Healthcare providers had more say in your health care than you did. And so this patient bill of rights really is it's just multiple right to know, right to know what this procedure is, right to know what this is costing me, right to know the ramifications, right to know who's working on me, the, the, uh, um, the choice of, of, of doctors. Um, so it, it's a long list of a patient bill of rights that I believe goes in the, in the right direction of having patients in control of their own health care and not the medical providers. Yeah, it seems like that is even more needed. Like like you say, we, we learned, we saw it firsthand here in the past three years with, with all of the absurd response to COVID-19, not grant, you know, in, where, where physicians were being bullied, not, not being allowed to give medical exemptions, not being allowed by, by big hospital systems to, to give certain treatments, for example. And so last legislative session, you guys really had the foresight to protect Montanans from these these uh, vaccine mandates, uh, and uh, unfortunately, the liberal courts uh, still are. You know, our folks working in healthcare are still suffering under some of this nonsense. But at least the vast majority of Montanans have been protected. But this was a wake up call to how few rights we actually have as as Americans and as Montanans. And then. You know, as as there's more and more consolidation in healthcare, we just uh, you know you're in Kalispell, and the news came out last week that Logan Health is looking to have a merger with Billings Clinic, and so you'd have this, you know, potential merger here between a major hospital system based out of Billings, and then a major uh, system out of you know from Conrad, Montana to Kalispell, Montana. So it seems to me that the more consolidation we have, the more we need to make sure that the rights of everyday Montanans are protected. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, I mean, healthcare is an interesting one, especially this day and age where stuff just seems to be moving away. I can I miss it personally. I miss that small town community hospital. Uh, you know, your your doctors had an office. Doc is an independent doctor's office now. They're all owned by the hospital, and the hospitals now are consolidating. And I get there's probably some good to that, um, uh, and maybe you have to with uh, with the larger. Um, inner mountains and whatnot moving in Sanford's, um, but it uh, it really moves away from that community small town feel into uh, a larger corporate healthcare instead of a personal community healthcare. Yeah, and then when you've got you know big government, the federal government coming in, uh, trying to push people around, and then they only got to make a phone call to one or two one or two folks and lock down the whole system. It can be very concerning, as as it seems yeah. like more and more of these places are turning into a lunch counter for the federal government. Uh, let's see, I got a note here from the Disney family in Libby, Montana. Uh, so earlier earlier this morning, I, I got a phone call also from a state senator, Brad Molnar, and. Uh, as I understand it, right now, if you're a kid who's in a uh, home homeschool situation, or you go to a private school, and you don't have a sports team, well, you uh, 
you have the ability under Montana law to play on a public school sports team. But apparently, according to Senator Molnar, the, the Montana High School Association is really resisting this Montana law in trying to prevent some of these uh, some of these kids from being able to play on these school teams. And the point that the Disney family made is, hey, let us be reminded that homeschool and private school parents all pay taxes which support public schools. So how big of a, of a battle is this going to be in the legislature? Yeah, and I remember that from last session. We had that bill that, yeah, it's, I mean, we're all paying the property taxes that are funding funding the schools here, whether, I mean, whether you're kids or not. I mean, I don't have kids, and I'm, a lot of my money goes to the schools, and uh, I, you know, happy to do that. But then, why not? If you're homeschooled, you're still you're still paying those property taxes. And we did pass that bill. That was last session. Um, so I don't know what uh, uh, Senator Molinar was talking about on uh, that being stonewalled by uh, uh, by the high school association. But uh, I'm sure he's dug deeper into it than I have. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, and along that same line too, we got a couple bills here in the House, and Representative Beatty had a. Um, uh, Hamilton down there had a open enrollment, which would allow it to more com- uh, more competitive between two districts. And also, Representative Hastings out of Billings had a partial enrollment that allowing the homeschoolers to partially enroll. Uh, so we're moving in that direction of the people that are paying for the schools and paying property taxes should be able to uh, utilize the public school system uh, at, at, at their preference. Well, and yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. They're taxpayers too, uh, like the rest of us, but but also, you know, with the decline that we're seeing in support for school activities and school sports, especially in some of the bigger towns, I mean, do you think they'd be welcoming it, not discriminating against kids because of maybe their religious beliefs or something like that? Uh, but like I said, you know, I'd, I'd have to hear more uh, from the perspective from the MHSA, but I know I, I hear a lot of frustration with the MHSA and uh, our radio friends across the state, especially when uh, when uh, high school tournament uh, time comes around. All right, uh, let's take another uh, quick phone call here. We've got Linda in Billings. Uh, did, Linda, thanks for your call. Did you have a quick question or comment for the Speaker of the House? I do. Um, Albertsons just came out with a new app. It's called the Health App. From what I gather, and I've got some information on it, but anyway, I want to know... Um, supposedly the government is doing a backdoor um, on people that have the vac- don't have the vaccine. They're doing they want to collect some of that information. Is there some way Montana can protect? Because they're going to take seniors. They want to take your um, SSI uh, veterans. Any benefits that you collect from the government, they want to take them away from you. Is there any way that Montana can protect senior citizens, vets, and uh, people like that yeah. from that happening. It, yeah, especially if, if you feel like you have to have the app, because some people always say, well, why not just delete the app? Why not just not have it in the first place? But in some cases, uh, yeah, no, interesting question. Uh, thanks, Linda. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, seems to also tie in, Mr. Speaker, to broader uh, digital uh, privacy uh, concerns, which I know a number of lawmakers, uh, th- this is really usually a bipartisan focus as well, uh, you know, where, where finally Democrats and Republicans actually come together when it comes to digital privacy protections in particular. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I hadn't heard of that app, but um, uh, yeah, the concept of that privacy, especially uh, in your healthcare uh, file, uh, yeah, that uh, that uh, makes a lot of sense to me to keep that keep that your healthcare file 
for sure. But yeah, there is a, as the world gets more digital and as there's a camera in everybody's pocket now and, and, uh, everything's getting recorded. It's, uh, who, who's in charge of that? And we've had seen some of those on biometric data. Um, just, I mean, if you walk into a business and they're recording your facial, uh, recognition, I mean, who owns that? Is that, uh, yours? What can they do with that? What can't they do that with that? What can or can't law enforcement do with it? So that is as technology keeps to, uh, increasing, that's going to be, uh, more and more of, uh, something that we will have to deal with here at the state level and probably someday at the federal level. All right. I know we've only got a couple more minutes here with the Speaker of the House, but we got a, a great uh, surprise phone call here from Stacy Zinn Britton, who is the head of the DEA here in Montana. Uh, Stacy, great to hear from you. Yeah, did you have a, a question or comment for the Speaker of the House here? Yes, sir. I have uh, some concerns. There's a bill going before I get the committee tomorrow. It's called the Sheriff's First Bill. And my question is, is why would the state even consider of even passing that bill when it's going to pit federal law enforcement, especially drug agents, um, FBI, ATF, HSI, against um, the Sheriff's Department and, the, and possibly the locals? All right. Yeah, Stacy, we, you and I should uh, we should uh, get you on the show here to talk about that uh, topic in a little more depth here one of those uh, days. But uh, yeah, let's throw that question here uh, to Speaker Regeer. And Stacy, thanks for the call. Mr. Speaker, your thoughts? Yeah, thanks, Stacy, for uh, bringing that up. I haven't uh, read the details of, of that bill. I know I know it was out there uh, going, um, but the sheriff's first thing. I think a, a lot of this comes from if you remember last session we had, uh, and COVID brought it out of that the health the county health officers could actually just remove the sitting sheriff, and that kind of concept of uh, a locally elected law enforcement uh, versus a, a bigger federal agency. And I know there was that, uh, that, uh, old deal down there in the Bitterroot, uh, with the sheriff versus the, uh, the agency and how that turned out of, of the sheriff, uh, 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 having the jurisdiction. So that really, I think is the bigger question of, of where does jurisdiction come down to a local sheriff or, uh, bigger organizations. But I don't know the details of that bill. Is it, is it going to do more harm than benefit? I don't know. I'd have to look at the details of the bill. But, yeah, uh, and I think it'd be an interesting conversation with with guys like a Cascade County Sheriff Jesse Slaughter as well, because I think we'd all agree that that federal agencies should consult with local law enforcement, like the sheriff as well. Uh, the question is: is okay? Uh, should that be mandated by state law? Could that be mandated by state law, or or not? Right? Uh, and and uh, so anyway, yeah, great question, Speaker Regeer. Thanks for your time. Great to catch up with you as always. Hey, thanks a bunch, Aaron. Appreciate you having me on. All right. We'll look forward to catching up with you uh, right before Transmittal next Thursday. This is the Montana Economic Minute. Some people firmly believe that unless and until developers build housing that those of modest means can afford, there can be no improvement to housing affordability. It's a belief that's substantially at odds with how housing markets actually operate. Let's set aside the fact that one reason why new housing is expensive is because what many are doing when they're not complaining about the high prices of housing, namely supporting policies that make it more expensive to build. That encompasses everything from rigid building codes to organizing opposition to opening new gravel pits. To say that builders should make homes that entry-level households can afford Ford is like telling car makers to manufacture cars that those turning 16 can buy. What 16-year-olds actually do, by and large, is buy something used, just as first-time homeowners might buy existing housing, not new. And increasing the supply of those unaffordable new homes and cars does push more supply into the used market, as those who can afford new trade up. I'm Patrick Barkey. Brought to you by the University of Montana Bureau of Business and Economic Research. 
This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. As of this broadcast, the U.S. Department of Agriculture's U.S. Forest Service will carry out aerial gunning starting today to kill a stray cattle in New Mexico's Gila National Wilderness, a move that Western ranchers say is illegal, inhumane, and needs to be stopped. I spoke with Lauren Patterson, a New Mexico rancher and president of the New Mexico Cattle Growers Association this week, and I asked him if the Biden administration, in particular, Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack, been made aware of his department's plan. Well, I think he's seen the headline by all means because uh, we've been pretty vocal about it and we've had multiple uh, conversations at the Washington, D.C. level with our affiliate organization, you know, National Cattlemen's Beef Association in particular, the Public Lands Council has taken this as high up as we possibly can. And we, I just cannot see how we're going to go forward with this, but we're going to back our ears and bite the bullet and uh, seek a judicial way to stop this. The New Mexico cattle growers have filed a lawsuit to stop the aerial gunning, but as of this broadcast, it has not been successful. They do believe that if the aerial slaughter of cattle does occur, it could become a standard tool for the U.S. Forest Service across the West. I'm Lane Northland. <laughs> Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, how you feeling out there across Montana right now? Uh, it's uh, Let's see, it feels like temperature uh, outside our Montana Talks studios right now. 14 below zero is the current uh, feels like temperature. Four below zero is the actual temperature. Earlier this morning, I saw Bozeman, the feels like temperature, 34 below zero. Uh, let's see. But, hey, you know, by tomorrow, already going to be back into the double digits. Saturday, man, 38 degrees is going to feel like shorts and flip-flop weather. I, I'll tell you, what, let's, get this, let's get this latest cold snap past us, and then I'm ready for spring. In fact, it, it feels like spring is already in the air because right now uh, at the Metra, in Billings. Uh, they've got the big RV and boat show officially underway. Aaron Brown uh, with Brett's RV and Marine uh, now with us on the phone lines. Aaron, uh, pl- please uh, give us some good springtime thoughts uh, if you can. Great to hear from you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Aaron. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to be out working on their yards today, but uh, just in case someone's <laughs> wants to uh, have uh, an indoor activity to do. Yeah, we have Montana's largest RV and boat show going on right now in the uh, Metro Park Expo Center, and we have over 140 new and used boats and RVs. It's uh, it's an unbelievable setup down there. you got to come check it out. Um, I'd really like to talk about the what I think is the coolest thing for this weekend is every uh, – Every sale that we make, you know, um, at Brett's RV and Marine down here at the show this weekend, we're going to be donating $100 to a organization called Care Camps. And this is a great oh, yeah. nonprofit organization. They send, uh, they send kids that have been diagnosed with cancer to camps all across the country, and we've partnered with them. 
our goal is to raise $30,000 this weekend, and I really think uh, with people coming out and, and buying some new toys and, and maybe participating and donating and matching donations, I really think we can get there. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, I, I got a chance to hear more about those uh, care camps. I know it kind of started with the, the, some of the KOA campgrounds is, is how that all got started. And, uh, yeah, really cool what they do for, for some of those kids that are in need. Just the excitement of, of camping season right around the corner. So, of course, some folks, you know, camp all year long. You know, you got the right setup and, and know how to keep all your lines protected. What's some of the most exciting uh, new campers or new toys that are out now available as well? Because I know after the the big uh, COVID-19 rush, everybody wanted to get outdoors and camp, and then there were supply chain issues. Uh, but you guys have always had a pretty good inventory. What are, what are some of the, the coolest new features that you're seeing out there? Well, and that's a great question. And I got to tell you, down, down at the Expo Center right now, we have a brand new product called Brinkley RV. These are going to be the premier fifth wheels in the industry uh, for the years to come and they have done, they have pushed the design of, um, RVs and fifth wheels in particular. And you have got to come down and see these products. In fact, we have their new G series toy hauler. It's the first one in the entire country and it is just a gorgeous, uh, fifth wheel toy hauler. I mean, you never seen anything like it. So people got to come check that out, but we've got stuff for everyone and every price point. You know, we've got, all the premier brands, we've got Tiffin Motorhomes down there. We've got Barletta Boats, you know, which is really the premier pontoon brand boat. But we've even got, you know, we've got a bunkhouse travel trailer for fourteen nine nine five. It's just an really? unbelievable price point. It's brand new. Um, you know, we've made a deal with a manufacturer to get, get a really affordable camper for some young families to get out camping. And we're so excited about helping people go camping that we're even going to pay people a guaranteed trade-in value, the same amount they pay for that camper. We'll give them the same trade-in value for 12 months after they own it, just in case their life changes and they need to upgrade to a different camper. I was going to so say, yeah. we I, got a lot of cool stuff. You know, I, I love my travel trailer, but my kids are all growing. I'm like, oh, it might be fifth-wheel time. But, yeah, I love that deal you're doing for younger families because I, I wish that I would have bought my camper when my kids were even younger uh, and gotten out there more. And, uh, uh, you know, I've had so much fun with the pontoon boat now, too. Um, you know what I love about going to your show is that you guys will have some of the latest toys out too like okay so i've already got a camper maybe i'll upgrade maybe i won't but i saw like how you have the griddle grill that goes on the outside because for me if i try to cook on the cooktop with the two little gas stove things you know it's you, you know you're kind of uh, juggling the pots and pans so I, I saw that you guys had the griddle grilled and i got one installed and i'm like holy cow now i'm like cooking several steaks at a time or a whole breakfast you just throw it all on the griddle grill that was a game changer right there well, yeah, and you got to be careful if you come down to the show here this weekend, Aaron, because you'll you'll see the diving board on the back of the Parletta, Parletta pontoon boat, and you'll end up upgrading your boat. You know, <laughs> oh man, you know, it's dangerous. Come down. You you don't want me out there in my skivvies off that diving board at Fort Peck Lake this summer. I'll tell you what, <laughs> that sounds awesome. I I can't wait to go see that one. Yeah, I meant to get down yesterday, but uh, well, looking forward to see it. Aaron Brown, Brett's RV and Marine. Uh, I've had uh, so many good family trips. Thanks to you guys. Thanks for calling in this morning. 
Yeah, I appreciate it, Aaron. Thank you. All right, and I'll see you soon, that's for sure. All right, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. you got something you want to talk about, uh, something big in the news this week, uh, something we talked about earlier with the speaker. Uh, give us a ring, 406-294-0970. Of course, yesterday, the big story uh, that, that we broke on our Montana Talks website very early yesterday morning uh, is uh, the fact that uh, liberal Senator John Tester announced that he is running for re-election in 2024. I thought this was a great response uh, from Montana Senator Steve Daines, who uh, not only is is the uh, Republican senator from Montana, but he is also chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee. Here was his response uh, to John Tester's decision to seek re-election. Quote, John Tester just made the same mistake Steve Bullock did in 2020. Both should have ended their political careers on their terms. Instead, they will each have their they they each will have their careers ended by Montana voters. John's support for Joe Biden's disastrous agenda of open borders, reckless spending, and massive tax hikes is a fireable offense. That was the response from Senator Steve Daines. Let's jump right into the phone lines. Uh, Derek Skies uh, calling in from Billings. Derek, great to hear from you. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Montana. Hey, I've been uh, seeing the Twitterati going crazy on uh, Chairman Don Kay and the Republican Party. I, I know you reported the other day that... Uh, the e-board of the GOP here in the state has decided to rebuke uh, former Governor Mark Roscoe because he continues to endorse Democrat candidates and, and go against Republican candidates, and the Democrats are using him to help fundraise. And so finally we said, listen, enough's enough, man. You, you can no longer call yourself a Republican because you are obviously no longer part of our association. So I just wanted to give some cover for Don Kay. He's our chair. Um, the e-board votes on that, and the chairman doesn't even have a vote. So I just wanted to let Montana know that the Republicans are really getting tired of folks who are not really in our party and not really campaigning and working hard for the things that Montana Republicans want. And, and we're going to draw the line. We're, we're going we're to call you out if you're, if, if you're not part of us. Yeah, it was interesting. So I I thought Don Kay did the right thing. He reached out to Mark Roscoe uh, before the news became public and said, hey, hey, Mark, yeah. he heads up. You know, you've endorsed all these Democrats and these radical liberal judges. So the executive board uh, for the Montana GOP said put out basically just voted and said, you do not speak for us. You do not speak for the Montana GOP. I, I thought Don Kay did the right thing there. It just makes sense. But you're right. Oh, the, the liberal PierceRV.com. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at GrizzlyGoldAndSilver.com. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. If you got something you want to talk about, you want to jump in on the conversation, just a, a few minutes left here, but we'll, we'll get to as many calls as we can. Uh, Derek Skies still with us on the phone lines, uh, calling in from Billings. He's in Billings now instead of the Flathead. You know, Derek... Uh, 
the, the whole thing about this whole Mark Roscoe story, uh, yeah, to me, first off, okay, Mark Roscoe, maybe a nice enough guy, maybe was a decent governor back in the 1990s when I was a kid. Uh, but but basically, after he left uh, the governor's mansion, he left Montana. We hadn't seen nor heard anything from Mark Roscoe. And now he shows up 20-some years later. He'd, he'd been a lobbyist for Enron and, and, and other outfits. And now he shows up and starts endorsing all these Democrats and these liberal judges. And and he demands that the GOP I, 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 does what? I, it, it, to me, like the big deal they made out of this story is just the, one of the most uh, collective eye-roll situations of the whole week. Well, in defense of the governor, he actually said, listen, I, I don't uh, I don't speak for the Republican Party, but what we don't like is the press and, and the Twitterati. They all immediately say Republican governor, Republican governor. We, we want to make sure that everybody knows she does not speak for us and, and he doesn't he doesn't hold our values. And Aaron, one last thing, there's moderates and conservatives on the e-board of the GOP here in the state because that's how our party's made up. The vote was unanimous. Oh, to interesting. In Mark Roscoe. Oh, that's very. And you're so, right. Yeah, it's so not. This, this is this is a unifying thing in the party. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. It's funny too because it's like all of these Democrats who hated Mark Roscoe and campaigned against uh, the deregulation that Mark Roscoe supported. All yeah. of a sudden, they love Mark Roscoe. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> isn't that funny? Just like they, just like the, uh, you know, as John Jackson said the other day, you know, Dick Cheney was Darth Vader, but now they love Dick Cheney and they love George W. Bush and they love Forever Wars and they love the Patriot Act. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. and, and, and it's funny when a when a conservative changes his opinion, he's flip flopping, and if a liberal changes his opinion, he's evolving. So I guess Mark Roscoe is evolving. Yeah, and you know that'll happen to people. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's that's why I say it was just the biggest collective eye roll uh, to watch uh, uh, for the for the whole week. Uh, but I I think it's it's helping the Montana GOP with voters because I think I think a lot of voters got tired of hey Republicans get elected and then they do the same thing the Democrats do and I think Montana is saying not any longer no more. All right, Derek Skies, thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you. Next up on the phone lines. Looks like a nice surprise phone call here as well. We've got Matt Lundgren uh, on the phone lines. And uh, Matt, are you with the uh, the Montana Rescue Mission? Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Hey, Aaron, thanks for having me on, and I appreciate your conversation with Speaker Regeer. Uh, I'm the director of the Montana Rescue Mission, and uh, I think you're right. We do have to watch legislation that comes down that enables homelessness. Um, there's two bills right now before the House, and I think there's one of them that's a good one. Uh, it's for a one-time shot in the arm for brick-and-mortar projects. As you know, we here on the south side of Billings are building a new campus, and you know, with all the escalating prices and everything else with construction, our, our project is almost double what it was supposed to be for original price. So this is a one-time bill that can help us finish this so that we can get on with healing the homeless and getting them back into the workforce. That's our goal here at the Montana Rescue Mission. And like I said, I think... Uh, some of that legislation is good, some not so good, but I think uh, we have to be careful not to just lump it all into one and say, hey, this is enabling folks. This one here, helping us get this campus built, will help us because, you know, with the cold weather last night, we were more than packed. Oh, I bet. Packed. Yeah, yeah. What what bill number is that in case our listeners want to give it support or, che or check it out on the legislative website? Yeah, HB5 is a good one. It's a one-time shot in the arm for brick-and-mortar projects for uh, five shelters across the state, all the way from Kalispell to Missoula to uh, here in Billings, it's uh, it's one time. It's not an ongoing thing that's a social program. It's just, hey, you're building. Hey, we realize there's more homeless now because of all the 
you know, government money that was out there and now ended. And by golly, you know, we're, uh, we're more than beyond max capacity. And so this bill would really help us as we're right in the middle of construction with our new building, Aaron. Well, yeah, and you're right. I mean, construction costs, uh, the, the Montana Historical Society, and I mean, the massive construction, uh, pretty incredible to drive past that project in yeah, Helena. Yeah. That project, the price has gone up astronomically because of inflation yeah. and supply chain concerns. Exactly. So yeah, it's hitting everybody, yeah. uh, even those that, you know, great programs like yours that are trying to help those in need. You bet. And thanks so much for talking about this issue. And like I said, I think we're a very caring state, but we're also a state that realizes people have to take personal responsibility. And to find that healthy mix and to get people back into the workforce is what Montana Rescue Mission is all about. So thanks for taking my call. Hey, thanks for calling in. Yeah, Matt Lundgren, I appreciate that. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's a complex uh, discussion. And, you know, there's, there's programs that work. And then there's there's some things that don't work. We've seen an example in Great Falls where, you know, one outfit says, oh, yeah, just come camp in the parking lot. Here you go. We care. And then somebody died on the on the lawn and there's drugs and there's multiple calls from police. And then there's programs like yours and there's programs like Family Promise and other other programs that are really trying to to, to help those in need, those Montanans that are in need and, and try to help them get past their homeless situation. Right. So how do we support the good programs, the programs that are actually working? But but also, you know, not do what the Missoula's of the world are doing, where it's the, hey, all the criminal transients from uh, Eugene and Seattle and Boulder and San Francisco, come on in. We've got all these programs for you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, appreciate that was a great surprise phone call. Thanks so much uh, uh, for calling in. Uh, let's see tomorrow. It's already Friday. How cold is it going to be tomorrow? Oh, it's it's warming up tomorrow. Uh, we'll heat things up once again. I think we'll have time to take your phone calls uh, probably for the full hour tomorrow. You never know what's going to happen in the meantime.